1: Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw and this is Hash It Out. Today, I am joined again by my friend and colleague, Lindsay Bauer. Lindsay is a licensed marriage and family therapist just like me and so we specialize in supporting people during relational challenges. We help people build healthy relationships and Lindsay also supports people who are struggling with infertility And she herself is struggling with this in her own life right now. So she brings some of that personal experience with her. So this week we are answering listener questions about challenges in relationships and also individually that come up around infertility and how that impacts people. So we're on our final question today. Are you ready, Lindsay? I'm all set we are going to embark on this IVF journey and we would like to know what kind of impact this may have on our relationship. Almost like premarital
0: counseling, but pre-IVF version. Absolutely, which is a very like, such an insightful and caring question, right? Like a couple is doing their work (laughs) when they're coming to the table with that question. Just like premarital counseling. I think that that's such a... There's a dedication in that, and I love it. And that's already putting them on a a right track. So there's a few things that couples can kind of prepare for. And we have mentioned a few of these in, in the previous days regarding this topic. One of the things is avoiding blame. Okay, so if this couple decides to go through fertility treatments, the first step are the diagnostics. So there will be tests, there are blood work, you'll be having multiple doctor's appointments. And when you do get the results, I think making a promise to one another that we are not going to attach blame to this. That would be the first thing that I would suggest as a commitment to one another, that this is something that we agree to go forward together and the answers are going to provide us direction. They're not going to point fingers.
1: I love that. So it's kind of like coming up with contracts with each other about how you want to connect with each other and engage with each other throughout the process. Would you be open to sharing some of the things that you and your partner talked about before going on this journey or even wish that you would have talked about before going on the journey? Sure.
0: Well, definitely we said we would prefer to get answers what that might bring up is that it's it could be somebody's body, could be one of our bodies that's leading to this issue. But we just have these conversations about how badly we wanted this for our family. And so that was almost like our mantra or our grounding message to one another that no matter what we find out, we still know that we're in this together because the end result is is a baby or a family or whatever we can create. So that was a really helpful conversation. Then finances, (laughs) this is huge. So if you are going into uh, fertility treatments, the finances are really big. So it could be helpful to pull out budget. It could be helpful to go through insurance. What does your insurance cover? What does my insurance cover if you're not married? So figuring out and, and and by all means, you're never going to have all the answers when you first start out. It's really kind of a, a learning process as you go through it. Like, I can't tell you how many procedures have been thrown at me. And I was like, "Whoa, this wasn't in the budget. So, <laughs> right. Very frustrating. But it's nice to kind of have a ballpark idea and say, are we ready for this? What credit cards do you have? What debt do you have? What? Are there other future plans that we have that financially might stress us out? So having a clear vision financially was tremendously helpful.
1: I feel like these are such important pointers, and I wouldn't have necessarily even thought through all of them, but it does seem very similar to premarital counseling, where it's really important for a couple to sit down and say, like, what's our why why are we doing this? What's important Mm. to us? What do we value? And I kind of hear that. And some of the things you're saying is like, we value having a family, we value our relationship. And so everything that we do through this process needs to really anchor into that. And then the other is like topical, like, Mm -hmm. how's this going to impact finances? How is it going to impact time? What is it going to look like on our bodies? And really kind of talking through, it sounds like what you can realistically do as a couple, mm-hmm. but also some value stuff around that too, because you might have one person saying, spending money is really uncomfortable to me, and this is really expensive. And another person saying, this is so important, I don't care how much money we we throw at it, money spending is, is okay, and it's something that actually I think we should do to get where we want to get in a relationship. And so having these premarital conversations Sounds incredibly important pre-IVF. And one other conversation I'm thinking of, and you you alluded to this when you talked about blame, is communicating about how you communicate, which again, mm-hmm. in pre-marital counseling, people talk about that. Mm-hmm. How are we going to bring up difficulties and disagreements? How do we want to show each other that we appreciate each other? How do we communicate about the good? And so really learning how to not blame not get into messy conflicts, and work together and to really have a shared sense of positivity about each other. And that brings me to a question I have for you, which is, I'm guessing a lot of people can lose track of the good when they're going through this process. And this is not a toxic positivity question, because you and I both know That it's okay to focus on what's hard and bad Mm -hmm. and all of that Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i've worked with a lot of couples who when they're going through a painful experience it can take over and they don't make as much intentional time for let's still go on a date or let's still make sure that we are flirting with each other sometimes or let's still celebrate x y and z even though this piece is really hard we can still have some beautiful aspects of our life too. And I'm wondering if, if those are kind of important conversations that you think people should, should have. You know, how are we going to make sure we maintain focus on the good? Mm.
0: Oh, they're extremely important. And I, I want to add to it, even sex. So sex can become a chore when you're trying to conceive, especially if it's on year two. So conversations around how do we make sex enjoyable and less of a chore are we still having sex even if I'm not ovulating right can we still enjoy each other in the bedroom to to liven the relationship and sex is actually proven to bring about pleasure bring about intimacy and closer relationships so it's very important to add that in there into your conversations as well As you were saying that, I was just thinking about how
1: huge this is holistically for the couple to go through. I mean, I already knew that, but it just struck me. It's like every area of life could accidentally become completely focused on IVF. Yeah. So the things you talk about, finances, sex, social life, all of these things could be impacted and kind of absorbed. Yeah. And what I'm hearing you say is it's so important for couples to talk about how not to let it all be absorbed, Mm -hmm. to of course recognize it will impact, but to allow space for there to be sex that's not about trying to get pregnant, to have experiences where you can spend money on other things maybe, or maybe it's okay to save money and to, to put some aside, to be able to... Hang out with your friends for other reasons, to have right. conversations about other things. And I could see
0: that that could so easily become really messy. Yeah. Well, and also we grieve differently, right? So that's important for couples too, where one partner might be someone who needs to have alone time. They may need to sit on the couch and watch a really good movie. They may need to call their best friend for an hour phone chat and just vent. The other partner might need social interactions, they might need to be out, they might need to do different things in order to reduce pain and to feel normal again, a sense of normalcy. And the reason I'm bringing this up with couples is because my partner and I at first had a really hard time. I thought when he was going to go out with his friends that he was abandoning me because My way of dealing with my pain was to stay in, journal. I'm a very introverted person when I'm struggling. So I was like, how could you leave? You're not feeling pain from this? And he was like, oh, yes, I am. But I need to be out and about right now. I think
1: that's so important for us to remember is also that when we're going through a tough time with our partner, they might have difficult emotions too, but we're not always going to respond the same way. Yeah. And again, this goes back to something I think we've said in a lot of the episodes this week, which is that you can either be at each other's throats mm-hmm. <laughs> about things, or you can continually ground into the reality that the two of you are teammates mm-hmm. and that you're working on this together, even if sometimes it looks a little different. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being with us this week. This has been so eye-opening for me. And I think somebody needs to create some pre-IVF counseling for couples because people don't come, I think, until it gets messy. And that's what I've experienced in my own practice. And there are so many things that you shared this week that I think could really help people avoid a lot of that messiness in their relationships, either with their intimate partner or just with a friend who is struggling with some of these things. So thank you so much for everything you've shared. And it's been such an honor to connect with you.
0: Thank you for having me and letting me share this. It feels good to help others who experience something that can feel this heavy. For
1: everyone out there, thank you so much for listening today. It is such an honor to connect with all of you. I'm Liz Arnshaw, and you can find me at Liz Listens on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Good Risings. If you enjoy this podcast, please let us know. Please, please, please by leaving a review. We love hearing from you. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to
0: Hash It Out.
1: Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.